Who's our dance boy? Ooh, ooh, it's me. <laughs> oh, no. Who has the highest gravitational quotient? <laughs> Who wants belly rubs? No. Are you? Are you? Are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where 3.30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Time to get cancelled. And Jim. Piss me a song, you're the toilet man. Today we cover episode 42, part 2 of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. In episode 42, part 2's title is Doug tips the scales. That's right. It's time for Doug to take a look at the biases of the justice system. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'd probably be a better episode than this one. In this episode, Doug falsifies a bunch of evidence in order to get Skeeter off from a crime that he did actually commit. Right. In this episode, Doug tries to get a summer job, but is uh, accidentally recruited to weigh and bag cocaine by the cartel. <laughs> this is the episode where uh, that inspired the uh, phenomenal series Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the episode. This is the episode where Doug gets fat. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> episode that is uh i will say that on the on the site we're like on the site called youtube where i had to buy the episodes they have upvotes and downvotes for if people like the episode and this is the one episode that i've seen that has more downvotes than upvotes three people said it was good and four people said it was bad (laughs) and uh one of the things that like made me remember this episode when we started the series is that doug has a grandma funny here that's not opal funny uh-huh <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah and i think the reason for this is drum roll please i don't think this episode actually happened <laughs> oh <laughs> my god <laughs> no shocking way. shocking i know this but episode absolutely it, happened no this the end of this episode is very uh then everybody stood up in the theater and clapped for me energy it, it does it has that energy but i do believe that it happened if only because the route to get there was not doug demonstrating moral fiber it was him knuckling under to immediate authority right i i will give my arguments as we come into them but i think grandma funny is one of the re- one of the arguments also, grandma funny too excuse me also every episode is and then everyone in the theater stood up and clapped for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> The majority of the show didn't happen. Oh, I see. What are the parts of this episode that did happen, Sam? What are the parts of Doug overall that have actually <laughs> yeah. occurred? Uh, it's the time that uh, he had diarrhea in the shower. Oh, yeah. The one episode off camera, of course. Ah, right. <laughs> that thing that definitely we saw happen. Very good. Oh. Story checks out. Well, so like we're talking about, this episode begins with Doug hanging out. He says that he is spending a week at Grandma Funny's, and he is just chilling on his grandma's couch, watching videos of Man of Steel Man, and just cramming cake and pizza and chocolate into his mouth. 
briefly consider what the event was that meant that Doug and Doug alone was sent away from the house for a week? I was thinking about that. Like, maybe Judy and her parents and the parents went on, like, an artsy vacation or something. Or, like, did something. Like, I don't know. Maybe they had to, like, take her to go to her colleges? I don't know. They had Judy go be a babysitter somewhere, and then they went to a really cool sex party. (laughs) Oh, I see. So they went on their own vacation, and then Judy uh, went to hang out with cool friends. Yeah, Phil was a leather dog, and they had fun. Oh. Ah, of course. (laughs) All right, I'm not going to ask any (laughs) follow-up questions. I got bored about (laughs) Paris Dan's. This is the one, usually when I ask follow-up questions, Sam goes, no further questions. This is the one time when Sam wanted me to ask follow-up questions. (laughs) (laughs) But nope, I won't be giving this to you. (laughs) I've Um, already taken what I needed. (laughs) But but so, like we say, so Grandma Opal was originally called uh, Phil's mom. Like, they specifically called out Grandma Opal. Remember, recall, dear reader, that Grandma Opal was motorcycle grandma who came to town uh, to visit in, like, the first season, I think. Our episode, Mad Dog's Dubious Picnic. It's, like, episode 12 or something like there. Yeah, something like that. Uh, She came to town and uh, was, like, cool grandma, and Doug was embarrassed of her, and then... uh, Uh, Doug eventually realized that she could be cool, right? And that was Grandma Funny, right? Like, she was Phil's mom. And then now there is specifically called out Grandma Funny, which is somebody else. Who doesn't have a first name. She lost it. Right. And so we, at the time, uh, postulated that the two uh, were married, right? That Grandma Funny and Grandma Opal are a couple, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's he's imagining that he had a grandma who is a regular grandma that loves to give him treats. Oh, so you think because he was still embarrassed of Opal, he like, do you think he's actually spending a week with her or do you think? hmm. I think he's in his mind palace. Uh, The other fun thing to think about is maybe that uh, this is also a grandma funny, but it's a grandma funny that married a different funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then, but they specifically say, like, when when Doug comes home, Theta says to Phil something along the lines of, oh, it was great that she could hang out, he, uh, that Doug could hang out at your mom's place, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. specifically call both grandmas <laughs> Phil's mom, mm-hmm. right? We're running the risk of skipping over it here, but I would like to stress that during the entire Doug is pigging out in front of the TV sequence, they, pardon the pun, absolutely lay it on thick as hell that... <laughs> Oh, no, she's feeding him too much candy. Yeah, like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, like he's eating a cake and is like, okay, I'm done with the cake. And then she brings him both uh, ice cream with chocolate fudge and ice cream with butterscotch because she couldn't remember which he liked, even though she was in the other room and didn't want to talk to him. Yeah, she's going to go get him pizzas and donuts. (laughs) Once he's done baking the sticky buns that she's currently making. And there's pizzas next to him in the shot. It's awesome. <laughs> this is definitely not really happening. <laughs> <laughs> the ideal life. Finished with your cake, Doug. Mm-hmm. One more slice to go. Mm. Grandma, I couldn't remember whether you like chocolate fudge or butterscotch on your ice cream, so I brought both. <laughs> 
But I just, I also think it's funny that the idea that they, that the funnies might just be like a, a like inbreeding. Yeah, we also discussed that before we started right. recording. About, <laughs> we did have the horrible funny family tree that features oh. Doug as its end point. That's oh, true. Oh, what if uh what if they're both just named funny? Well if they're just like two people like named Smith. Oh like Opal Funny and Funny Dolores. Yeah, like <laughs> Theta didn't have to change her name because it was already her name. <laughs> like everyone around here is named Funny. Uh-huh. But don't they specifically say, like, doesn't Theta specifically say to fill your mom in both instances? Yes. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> one of those episodes happened. <laughs> maybe, okay, maybe uh, this was Phil's first mom and then maybe one of them is his stepmom? Maybe, uh, but then they have the same last name. Yeah, maybe, like you say, maybe that was Smith. And, like, One the, of them's a stepmom, and then they discovered that they didn't really like their mutual husband, teamed up to kill him, and married one another. This oh, that makes good. perfect sense. I'm going to say it's uh, inbreeding or it didn't happen. We also <laughs> two options. We also know that in like a lot of... We were just talking about like Nickelodeon promotional material, and they frequently only use Opal as like the grandma from the Doug universe, and they don't use Grandma yeah. Funny. It's the yeah. wacky grandma instead of the stereotypical grandma. Yeah. The treats grandma, if you will. <laughs> I'll meet you halfway on this, Sam. I believe that this no. episode happened... I don't believe that this part happened. No the surrender. I don't believe that this part happened is this. Because Doug's excuse for why he has gotten so big has nothing to do with, oh, I got hungry all of a sudden. It's, oh no, it was this damn woman who made me fat. So where do you think he was then, if you think that this part was fake? Oh where no, you... I think he was just, this was, he was hanging out in his house over the summer and he was just eating out them out of house and home. So do you think he doesn't actually come back from the bus station? Like, when he comes back from uh, Grandma Funny's house, do you think that that part is fake? I think everything up to the uh, title card doesn't happen, yes. There's also only so much damage you can do to yourself in a week, even if you're Yes, that's the other key part of this. <laughs> that's why it but, didn't happen. None yeah. of this happened. There's only so much gain you can do in a week, as we're about to find out. Too. <laughs> There's also... but. What I could see happening is, all right, so he went on the trip to Grandma's, and, okay, he has an appetite, and he, normally, he'd t not stop being hungry after a while, and weird, this time he wasn't. Damnedest thing. Then he comes back, and he's pudgy. P.S. Doug is 11. Doug is prepubescent. Doug is about to start having his growth spurt, and a fairly common expression of that is... People getting a little bit stout before all of a sudden they go shooting up like tree trunks. Well, so, only one of those happens. Is <laughs> the stout one. <laughs> this is fair, but I do know people for whom the other way was true. I was the one horrible thing where I started growing and it took me like until college to have any flesh on the bones. We'll also note that uh, his parents give him positive attention in this episode. The only thing, Ooh. the only thing that's missing here is the presence of Professor Oki. I don't think they do give him positive attention. Yeah, they do. They the drive end. him to a thing and they smile at him. <laughs> they also say you've done good with the weight loss. Oh, true. Nah, huh. That feels kind of backhanded to me. So I'm, I, 
I'd buy that as having happened. I've got more. Don't worry. All right. Well, Judy does give him shit, though, because she just immediately says you're freaking huge when he gets off the bus. Yes. <laughs> Judy so, is just a huge piece of shit, as is all older siblings. Right. True. Man. All right. So we got to think about this. This is this is I think this is going to be a tough one. I think this is going to be one that we don't agree on for whether it is fantasy or not. So we're going to have to think about this. And as the only one of us who can be convinced of anything, Mike, you are going to have to be the deciding (laughs) vote because there's no way in hell you can convince either me or Sam. (laughs) All right. Ooh, who will compete for my favor? (laughs) Let's oh be real. My. Also, neither of us will ever lower ourselves to catering for your attention. So there is a problem here. I will. I will. I will absolutely lower myself. <laughs> hey, Do Sam, not. will you promise not to make any cat penis jokes? <laughs> you can't. I'm not trying to get get your attention. <laughs> <laughs> Two charming young boys competing for my attention. <laughs> oh, <Hello. laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bizarre J-pop drama episode of The Funny Papers. Finally. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so this is basically the intro. He's just setting up about how uh, Doug got big. And then when he comes home, we go back to the title. We go to the title card and come back. And he's looking in the mirror, staring at his, uh, his big belly. And uh, Porkchop is in the background licking a chocolate bar. (laughs) Good to see the traditions. See, evidence Uh, this is happening in reality. (laughs) He does that in in fantasy tale. You think? Yeah, that's a good point. Because in the fantasy. That's only happened in reality, man. That's true. It's happened happened in fantasy tale. (laughs) I don't know. Absolutely. This is. Okay, this maybe just is. This is just a fact of life. This is just both reality (laughs) and fantasy as Porkchop eats chocolate. (laughs) But uh, Doug stares at himself in the mirror. And then the button of his pants pops off and ricochets all over the house. And then Doug catches it easily. Like, this is more coordination than Doug has ever shown. Because he doesn't even, like, his face doesn't even change. He's just, like, mm-hmm. frowning and he catches the button. No problem. He does Captain America physics. It also <laughs> sounds like a bullet being fired and is, as such, a actually funny visual gag. I will give right. them points for this. It's almost like they're a real cartoon. <laughs> There's also in this shot, so this is, he's doing this, there's like a full length mirror in their living room, right? And right next to him, there is a fireplace, and at the fireplace, there are random, like, baby-sized clogs. Uh, so I don't know what the hell these are doing here, but they're... For sale, baby clogs never worn. That's, That's for dirt. what it it's for is. for dirt bike. Yeah, maybe they're preparing for dirt bike. Maybe they're trying to have dirt bike right now, and it's not working. And they bought yeah. clogs just in case. Right. They, the clogs are on sale at Kmart. <laughs> Maybe. Clog mark. Maybe are. that's why they want to have uh, want to have dirt bike, is because they're like, well, we have these clogs that were too good of a sale. To pass <laughs> now we got to have sex. Ew. <laughs> Hey, we gotta fill these shoes, literally. Just, just jack off into your hand, dear. Oh my god. <laughs> well, uh, Doug. <laughs> anyway, so Doug gets, Doug gets nervous about uh, gaining weight. And he goes into the fantasy zone where he imagines people sitting at the honker burger. 
And then the Honker Burger starts shaking, and people start yelling, run and hide your food. <laughs> and, and they do, like, they do like crazy, like, eyeball explosions like they do with, like, Ren and Stimpy, it almost looked like, right? Like, their eyes go all bloodshot and huge. Yeah, it does look like a Ren and Stimpy animation here, just for, like, one frame, though. The yeah. The guy that's just like, oh, there's a fat guy coming in <laughs> to the McDonald's. That's what they this do. doesn't happen. Hide <laughs> <laughs> your food, they say. My single favorite part is as the massive frame of Percy Femur, I mean, Doug just larger, stumbles <laughs> in. Is Doug just says, Hey guys, what's cooking? Just like, that's the punchline, and for some reason it just busted me up. <laughs> hey, I mean, and he looks, his like frame kind of looks like Fat Albert. Maybe they're trying to do a Fat Albert thing, who knows? Maybe. He's about as large as, like, the average American, so it's not even, like, shocking at this point. In that he's, like, as he's he, he's taller than the doorframe, too. Right. That's Americans also come tall. It's true. Yes. <laughs> it's all the corn syrup that we get, we shovel into our mouth. <laughs> we are well-nutritioned in our youth, and then over-nutritioned in our every time after that. Indeed. Uh, well, so that's his fantasy, is that at the McDonald's. And then Skeeter shows up and rings the doorbell and Porkchop answers the door and Doug is like, don't do it. Don't answer the door, dog. <laughs> but he does anyway. What, you want I should place a phone call for you? Yes. The dog opens the door to let his friend in. And he Doug does. does not, Doug hides in the curtain so he doesn't see like that he's gained, I don't know, 10 pounds. I guess. And Scooters thinks that Doug has a cool dress on when he's in the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> you made a cool dress out of the same color as the other curtain, Doug. Nice. Good job. And then he hides, he runs across the room and he hides behind a baby's chair that has a hole in it. Just like in the yep. AV Club episode. But well, I didn't see it was a baby's chair. I thought it was just one of those uh, hollow backed chairs. It has a heart on it. It has a heart on it and That's it's a fairly wicked. common look. But it's wicked small. It's, it's like very it's tiny. It's super small. It's like way smaller than like it only goes up to like Doug's the bottom of Doug's chest. So I think they're buying baby clothes and baby gear. Yeah, we do know in the next season, even though it's Disney, that they do have Babby. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know. This might be evidence towards it being in real life because they're preparing for Babby. But, I mean, it's also the Disney Doug and Nick Doug are segregated things, right? Yeah. Like they don't, they didn't know that they were getting another season for Nick. Hmm. Or for, for Disney. So, yeah. like, this might just be a, a coincidence. But, I mean, yeah, it does make sense they're trying to have a baby right now. Maybe. It also explains why they're suddenly paying any attention to their existing children. Oh, <laughs> shit. They spent the first three seasons just out at the hotel, and now, oh. now only they're realizing, oh, right. Well, <laughs> maybe that's what they were doing with the week off, is having sex. <laughs> that's why I don't know if they Doug. would be able to do that at the hotel. That's why they said Doug away. Right, we all know that Phil jacked off into his hand. <laughs> okay, That's a good point. And, and right. then implanted it. It says that soft, on the, With soft, gentle pats. It says that on the Doug wiki. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but but I also like... saying it in the last 15 seconds. Weird. <laughs> oh. 
But I also like that he is hiding behind a chair that has a hole in it, just like he did when he tried to hide from Larry uh, in the AV Club beat-up episode. So I guess that Doug just doesn't understand that people can't see. How hiding see works. Yeah, and I How mean, it worked. permanence works. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, it worked when Larry hid from him. So he's like, all right, I guess any chair you can hide behind. Uh, but... Skeeter doesn't get it, and he's just like, hey, man, you look the same. You're just fat now. Hey. <laughs> it's just like, all right. right. Solid own Skeeter slash Roger. Right. I mean, it's just, it, that is going to be the case for most of this episode, is just like people Skeeter's yelling at Doug. Owning. Everyone owns Doug in this one, which is more fantasy material because he loves that shit. It's I suppose. His favorite thing. I suppose, yeah, because that's a good point, because usually in real life, the only people that give him shit are Roger. But in this episode, pretty much everybody is giving him shit. Connie and the large pink man call him husky. It's true. <laughs> but also one of the things about this episode is nobody is aggressive to him about it, aside, of course, from his older sister, because she's an older sister and she's being a prick. This is natural, good, and healthy. <laughs> but everybody else is being... If a little bit insensitive, not actively malevolent. Like, Skeeter, hmm. you can tell, doesn't give a shit. But nobody's trying to be polite either. Yeah, because they're also 11. Well, because it's an 11-year-old's imagination. <laughs> no, like, also, it's entirely in character for reality, because you're 11, you're all wrapped up in your own personal psychosis, you're far too wrapped up in yourself to notice that, oh, hey, everyone else is going through the same shit. As we later see in what is actually a pretty smart bit of the episode, Skeeter is currently wrapped up like hell in his own body issues. Yeah. Well, everybody is. I mean, I it's unrealistic to me that literally everyone at the pool party except for BB Bluff is going to have body issues. True. I don't know. Also, I mean, also, Doug accomplishes something in this episode. No, he doesn't. Bullshit. He loses the weight. No, he doesn't. He stays yes, he exactly does. visibly no, no, the no, no, same. No, 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 They change the way he looks at the end. They do. They do. They also, that's just a function of the animation being lazier. They do f- no, establish no, in-universe. <laughs> no, the, they establish in-universe that he goes back to his normal way. They do. He, he does say that. We'll, we'll get there and we get there. But, uh, <laughs> there is much to discuss in this. This is actually going to get very vaguely heated, and that's so fucking funny to me. I love that. <laughs> this, is, this is the most debate we've ever had on an episode, because this one is tough. This one is tough to make out, I think. And I'm still not decided either. You two guys are going to have to work for it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, well, Skeeter just also... Just courtesy of Sam constantly doing the and then he jerked off into his hand line, I think I'm still net ahead on favorite points. <laughs> this no, is metagaming, just, Jim. Red card. <laughs> Red card <laughs> metagaming. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big enough man that I can look beyond personality and make a good, a good informed decision based on facts. <laughs> About the 90s television show, Doug. Yeah, hey, we talked about at the beginning about this being a show about a courtroom drama. This is the, our, our, right here is the courtroom drama. (laughs) Diaper cord is back in session. (laughs) (laughs) Time to poop our pants. Oh my god. 
Well, the Skeeter also tells Doug after this horrible own, uh, he hands him an invitation to BB's pool party that is happening soon. And this puts Doug into a fantasy of people having fun at the pool party and then like a big earthquake happening as Doug stomps up to the pool looking normal sized. But then he jumps on the diving board and rips his shirt off and expands to the size of the entire pool, then breaks oh, the yeah. diving <laughs> then breaks the diving board and splashes all the water out of the pool. And I really, really wanted him to just repeat the line from the previous uh, fantasy. <laughs> just say, hey guys, what's cooking? Just exactly right. identical. Right. It's the same voice line, too. They don't even re-record it. And Paddy screams at him that he's a big fat loser. It's true. Yeah, they're just like have Patty screaming at him for, and she says, "Look what you've done to BB's party! How dare you be an overweight child? No one's ever seen one of those here in the suburbs of Richmond, Virginia." God. P.S. We'll establish in this very episode later. There's at least two of those. We just haven't drawn them that way because, eh, effort. Yeah. Well, then it goes out of the fantasy to Doug at dinner with his family, where Doug has asked for dinner to just have one single beat. I want my dumps to fucking terrify me. <laughs> and I mean, he's kind of like this is kind like this is kind of treated as like a goof, but this is like a you know like an he's anorexia developing thing. an eating disorder. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's also funny is based on like. Uh, how blood sugar works and such, he might end up like gaining weight from trying to do a crash diet like this. Yeah. And everybody at the table is just smiling at him being like, oh boy, that's fine that you just have that. I would also like to point out that the mac and cheese that Phil is eating looks fucking horrifying. (laughs) How so? It looks like orange sticky glop with little white bits poking out of it is animated in such a way that it's like, I don't know, I got vague meat with bones in it, glob <laughs> impressions of it, and just, no, bad, awful, didn't like. No, it's just that they didn't debone the mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Ah, they didn't, right, that's they didn't, the problem. They didn't debone the cheese. They like bone-in cheese. Right. Like <laughs> seed, seeded grapes. Adds a, bunch of, adds a bunch of extra flavor. <laughs> And and also on the table, so mac and cheese is the thing that Phil is dishing up. It looks like the other thing that's on the table is fucking liver and onions. Yep. Note that Doug is having dinner with his family here. Something that doesn't happen in real life. Ah, uh, well, I mean, there's the time. Remember when Theta came back from the recycling plant and she said that it was Phil's turn to cook? I think did that they, happens did they, sometimes. Did they eat in that mm, episode? No. The time that Skeeter came over and the gag was he was eating them out of house and home. Okay. And there was the time when uh, mom invited Patty to stay for dinner when she showed up to be Doug's tutor. Didn't see the meat. I don't think that episode happened either, right? I don't know. No, don't we th- thought that I, one happened have because to, it was I too funny. I didn't think I'd have to argue this, but I need to get a list of all the episodes I don't think happened. Okay. And get now you face you the true problem of we're the two people who keep track of the lore. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's tough to say whether eating with the family is a true sign yet. I'm not sure if that's a true sign. It's happened both in fantasy and in reality. Yeah. 
Well, Doug's dad tells him that dieting is fine, but don't go overboard, and that there's no substitute for good old-fashioned calisthenics. Thank you, gym teacher from 1953. <laughs> yeah. And the other members of the family start giving advice, too. Uh, Mom says to try jogging, and Judy says to go on a fast, because it's very spiritual. 11-year-olds should not be going on fasts. No, <laughs> This not is correct. All. In fact, 11-year-olds should be allowed to just go hog wild, especially if there's been a sudden shift in their diet. This because this is probably a sign that their growth spurt's about to kick in. Yeah, and she even, like, gives him shit again after this and squeezes his cheeks and says, We could always send Porky to the fat farm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a real fucking mean, awful line, but also realistic insofar as older sibling being a real piece of shit. Yeah. So Judy decides that she's like, all right, well, every, it's fine. It's fine. We're just going to come to my room. And we're going to meditate. We're going to we're going to figure this out together. I love this scene so much. It's far smarter than you ever see anything in Doug B, even filtered through the fact that it's absolutely somebody having their own personal frustrations with therapy. Yeah, it's actually interesting. Like this this scene, like you think at first that they're just going to talk shit on like meditation. They're going to talk shit on like uh, practices of positive self-imaging. But it's this is an actually kind of an interesting scene. You're a twig. Now you're a pipe cleaner. Now you're a piece of string. Now get up. Now you're a feather wafting in the breeze. Waft, Doug, waft. They jump around the room, uh, flapping arms and, and being feathers and being light. And as part of doing this, Judy gets her brother to start contorting himself to some weird poses that require you to put a lot of energy out there, focus on your balance, work on your abs a whole bunch, work <laughs> on leaning in a certain direction. I've just tricked you into doing calisthenics, and you can tell yourself you're actually getting in touch with your inner self. Yeah, and they, like, run around the room together, yeah. right? I've gotten you to be like, ah, I'm engaging in some massive spiritual thing. And as a side effect of that massive spiritual thing, for some reason, my uh, abs and thighs hurt like hell. Weird. And also, like, Doug feels better after this. Right. Like he his his mind, uh, his, he shifts mindset into actually like starting to feel better about himself. Right. He looks he, he gets disappointed because after they leave this and they look out in he looks out in the mirror and he goes, oh, no, I'm still fat. Uh, Judy says, but the point is that you feel better about it. Right. And this is played off as like kind of a goof, but also is like actually kind of positive. And also right? is a good bit because. Yeah, of course you don't feel any thinner because you've just done one workout. If you keep doing this for like, I don't know, two, three weeks, you will see some actual results. Sure. I want to stress very, <laughs> you cannot lose more than a pound or a pound and a half in a week if you're doing it correctly. You can lose more than that via some very life-threatening measures that are occasionally uh, used by pro athletes. Don't look into them. You will die. But, like, the thing is, is that this, like, the first step is, like, positive self-image, right? So that because otherwise, at least from what I've heard, is that otherwise you're just going to go back to the same destructive habits, right? 
So Maybe, I don't know. Negative self-image can work. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm kind, I kind of iffy about visualization because, like, that's uh, because that's what they're doing here, right? It's yeah, visualization. Sure. The same gag times, it always is. A lot of times, visualization is a scam because, like, the only people by like necessity of how like programs work, the only people giving you advice about visualization is for people that like visualization worked for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it like fails for you, you don't ask those people for advice. It's a real selection bias issue. And also on top of that, there's a certain degree of for all Jim Jenkins as being his usual therapy isn't real prick self about this stuff. There is some truth to if you're trying to lose weight, the visualization alone course is just going to be get in touch with what you are. And if that's what your goal should be, that's what your goal should be. But visualization alone is just going to be, all right, you're here. Visualization plus your sister leading you on a series of athletic activities to get you to burn off some of those pounds. That's probably a winning ticket. And if you had the intellectual construction to go along with that, this would work with you pretty well, Doug. But Doug isn't a person who goes for positive self-image. Doug is a person whose self-image is wrapped up entirely in loathing of himself and fear of outside judgment. And so he tries something else. So Doug is like, he's kind of pissed that this didn't work immediately, right? And then we just go into a scene of Doug in like night class, right? He's sitting in school, but it's dark out. Well, no, it's not even dark out. They have a, they do a smart thing here. Remember we mentioned back in uh, the lawn cutting episode, The fact that they have the new convention of fantasies occur in this weird primary color color scheme. Yeah. They foreshadow that this is a fantasy in the process of the school thing. Like, because the background colors are just a little bit off and everything's a little bit more orange and blue than it normally is. And so, when everything is weirdly focused on Doug, it is not entirely a surprise when bears, elephants, whales have several extra layers of fatty tissue to keep them warm in the winter. But Mrs. Wingo, what do they do in the summertime? Do they get hot? Well, now, why don't we ask someone who knows a lot about blubber? What do you think, fatty, fatty, fatty? Yeah, it's not immediately shown as a fantasy, but then you're like, holy shit, I hope this is a fantasy. And we'll also is. note that it's summer vacation. I mean, it could be anywhere, but this this episode might take place near the end of the next series. Oh, maybe. Like, chronologically, because the last episode, like the two mini episodes, the first one is at the last day of school for him in sixth grade, and then the next one is definitely during summer vacation. Yeah. So this one might have happened after they've already graduated. But there's multiple yes. summer vacation episodes from multiple mm-hmm. different No, I mean, times. they go all over the place. But yeah. I, given, given that, uh, I mean, we know who Larry is in this one, I, I, I think it, this is in the summer before the end, capitally. <laughs> That's interesting, because the very last episode is when they like go on vacation, right? So maybe mm-hmm. they were on the vacation, and then Doug joined them after coming back from Grandma's house? I don't maybe know. It's, maybe this is just a daydream during the school year. Which is, <laughs> no, because maybe. they do explicitly call this out as Doug wakes up screaming from this fantasy. He's like, I was still at summer vacation, and I was dreaming about being in school. 
They actually remembered what time an episode is happening in. It took them fucking four years. (laughs) But they had one of these where they established when it's actually happening. Still out of order because he's going to go back to school in probably the next episode. (laughs) Almost certainly. Yeah, yeah. obviously. (laughs) Individual episodes are, of course, split apart in the timeline hideously. But they have established, yes, this episode takes place during summer vacation. Wait, wait, wait. No, the next episode is the fucking Halloween episode. <laughs> 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 so wait, okay. Everybody's so, favorite was... holiday, Halloween, celebrated on August 2nd. Yeah, wait a minute. What was the last, what was the first part of this two-part episode? I already forget. Doug's door-to-door. Doug's door-to-door. Okay, so that was probably summer. That was, they were still meeting in the school library, though, so. Yeah, that could have been, well, no, that was a public library, so that could have been summer, right? Mm. Summer, summer camp for, uh. Well, they, no, they were raising money for summer canoes. So that would be spring, yeah. It was spring. So it's been spring. So it's been spring, summer, then fall in three episodes. It may be that Doug has spent entire decades. We've had three episodes oh. in three seasons. Yeah, maybe he came in at first grade. Yeah. Maybe we're looking at, we've even been looking at this all wrong, and every episode is a fucking season, and we need to, like, maybe <laughs> we should go back. Maybe they aren't out of order. Maybe it just happens seasonally. No, they are absolutely out of order, given the last two episodes. <laughs> no, 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 but what I'm saying is that it goes, maybe it goes spring, summer, fall, winter, spring, summer, fall, winter. No. In season three, it's been a year since Doug joined the Bluff Scouts, and uh, we know oh. it's been significantly more than that by this timeline. Hmm. Okay. So that does so mean that that episode is four episodes after the first Bluff Scouts episode, though. Yeah, in the second season, they have, hey, here you've been in Bluffington for a year, here's a party. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. All right, fair. So maybe it hasn't been decades, but it... What the fuck, man? <laughs> Time Anyway, <laughs> we know this. Whatever. God, well, so Doug, back to this episode, Doug decides that what he wants to do is watch a workout video that is starring, uh, that is body shaped by Ronald, starring Ronald Weisenheimer. Remember him? Yeah, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a calisthenics fitness video, but they only have the one fitness guy. Right. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's fitness video is, this is the set of steroids you take. And this... No, it's just that quote from Pumping Iron. (laughs) Right, that and then him smoking a joint and eating cake. Saying, uh, Ronald is numero uno. (laughs) Yes, that is that famous quote that we all know and love. Yes, that's the one. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, so the video is just... He gives instructions of what to do, and then on video he proceeds to not do them. Naturally. (laughs) and Doug mimics what Ronald is doing. All right, he wouldn't do any any cardio. Right. Come on, it's true. Yeah, if he did any cardio, his chest would explode. And he just is verbally abusing his audience, yelling, Come on, fatty, your blubber disgusts me. And then it's time for pogo aerobics, where they just jump on a pogo stick huh? around the living room. This is just, all right, we're selling some integrated gadget. I fuck off. This is Doug's idea of fitness. This isn't what he's actually doing. This is what he thinks happens when you do fitness. It's also the kind of dumb shit that a lot of fitness videos from back in the day did. Like, okay, buy this miracle gadget. It'll make it so you don't have to go to a gym. That's true. Mm, It could really be either. 
I mean, yeah, it could be either, but I mean, they don't use pogo sticks in real life. Doug only gets two videos, um, but he uses the second video for the entire week. Yeah. It's, I feel like this is hmm. one of those things where Jenkins is trying to do a joke, but um, he only reaches, huh, that's weird. Because we know, we know at the very end of him doing all this, he goes, now you're ready for tape number three. Like, they literally number it out. That's yep. true. He's, he's, he does tape one in one day and then tape two over the course of the week. Yeah. This, huh. is, this, is, this is a fever dream idea of <laughs> how this works. Well, okay. So he ends tape one, right? They, so I guess they just already had tape one. Like, somebody, mm-hmm. somebody owned tape one in the house. He probably uh, got as a prize for winning that fitness competition. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe tape one is sent out as like promotional material, right? It's like a trial video. Tape one is like 10 minutes, right? Uh, it's like one workout. And then they say, okay, if you want to continue, you need to buy tape two. Maybe tape one is just like an AOL disc that you get in the mail, right? That actually would make some sense. Did you send out tapes as promotional material? They did, yes. The one thing that I specifically remember is that I had the tape from Nintendo Power that advertised Donkey Kong Country, and I watched that tape so many times. But, like, didn't you have to, like, (laughs) request that? I don't remember, but I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's not the part I remember. Yeah, the part I remember is that it was phenomenal, and there's a video of it on YouTube that you can watch, and I have recently. (laughs) <laughs> if you ever want more assurance that you at 11 was a dumb piece of shit holy hell <laughs> no it ruled oh no i no doubt that if i'd seen it at age 11 i would have thought it kicked ass As it is now <laughs> i just look at it and be like oh god this is the worst thing i've ever seen it's very bad but it's amazing <laughs> in retrospect this is an amazing time capsule uh but yeah okay so he watches this video and then they tell him that he needs to buy tape two so doug goes to the mall I mean, the premise here is then that tape two takes six days to watch. Yes. I mean, maybe maybe tape two, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, we're actually going to do a decent workout routine where you do this in a couple of days in a row. It's a ding dong's idea of how a a workout works. Well, again, uh, getting yourself thin by watching a videotape where a muscle man yells at you is also a ding dong (laughs) idea. That's what I did. So, yeah. (laughs) That worked for me. Yeah, but you just had tapes of yourself screaming at yourself from the past. (laughs) No, it was Arnold telling about how it feels to come. (laughs) Okay. That, that work and what was the frequency with which he did so and in which locales oh my god anyway uh, every so, day i believe he was saying that's true uh but so he goes to the in, there's an entire ronald weisenheimer store at the mall that doug goes to and it's just full of kids from the elementary school <laughs> Like the people in this in the store are the Boy Scout kid, Lincoln from the AV Club, and then Larry and Connie, right? Zero adults. No Again. adults. Nope. This didn't this isn't a real place. <laughs> there is mall. zero malls are inhabited exclusively by teenagers, if uh documentaries. No teenagers in here. Yeah, it's all, all elementary. elementary and they're like in a store that sells like weights and like right. gym equipment. Right. Not real. 
<laughs> but there's also a sign in the back of the Weisenheimer store. There's like some fucking gallows humor in here because there's a sign. There's like a poster that says the Weisenheimer method. And then there's pictures of like bottles of like stuff. And then underneath <laughs> it at the bottom, it says safe comma sure. <laughs> I like, mean, they're right. They're right. That is the Weisenheimer <laughs> method, but also, like, fucking gallows humor. Jesus. Sit back, <laughs> relax, and just let biology do what it can. Oh. Well, Doug is looking at the rack of videotapes, and then Connie and Larry come up behind him and just start telling him, they say, wear vertical stripes and dark colors. That'll hide the weight. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. I mean the, the the message of this 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 episode should have been Doug nobody cares because honestly nobody does care but they're all drawn to him like a moth to flame to call to backhandedly call him fat. Yeah. So also this b- sequence is interesting because it's a case of Doug rejecting people trying to accept him. Yeah, that too. Because Doug is like, oh, I'm not like you, you know? I'm not like you, filthy, disgusting, fat people. I used to be thin. No, Doug has always been drawn exactly like this. It's the funniest part of the whole fucking episode. They can't keep him on model. And Connie and Larry are not drawn that large, right? Connie especially. Like, she is not... I don't, don't that's worry. always bothered me. Don't worry, because Connie's going to lose all the weight by Disney. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> they try to be supportive to him in a way that feels awkward and insincere, because, of course, it feels awkward and insincere. Doug's be going through his first round of body issues. We're not fat, Doug. I'm big boned. And I'm stout. Well, then what am I? Husky? Husky? I think this is a subtle knock on, like, people can't deal with reality here. Yeah, right. Like, it's there's stuff, right? There's very much yeah. a knock there, but again, let us flashback. Let's recall somebody insisted the design of Doug be, yes, this 11 year old has a 40 year old's paunch and sweater vest. Yeah. There's. I don't know, man. There's some weird self loathing wrapped up in this whole fucking episode. It's Definitely. part of why it feels so real to me because there is just the. Jim Jenkins is, as in most of the episodes that actually happened, working through some shit. I mean, the self-loathing is also a prime part of the fantasy episodes, too, because it's integral to his self-image. True. Hmm. Damn it! <laughs> I still can't decide. But the self-loathing is continues because Doug starts watching volume two of the tape, and it begins with uh, Ronald just yelling, Welcome back, you pig. Keep going. That's what my intro to this episode should have been. Fuck. Oh, my God. Welcome back, you pig. <laughs> oh. And so then we just do kind of a montage of Doug working out and trying to eat better i guess he's like jumping on a skip it he's pulling resistance bands he's checking off the days until the 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 party he weighs himself he eats beets and juggles watermelons yet the most he's gonna lose here is like a pound Mm -hmm. what about juggling those watermelons buddy (laughs) i mean he could lose a bunch of water weight that's usually how uh yeah. Like power lifters get, get into weight is that they just uh, starve themselves and dehydrate themselves. The mm-hmm. You starve yourself, you dehydrate yourself, you give yourself kidney failure, and you die horribly. Oh boy. <laughs> you need water to live. Damn this thing. 
Well, Doug is is on a jog with Pork Chop, and they they encounter Skeeter in front of Ma's Donut Shop, and Skeeter eats four fucking cream-filled bear claws in about 10 seconds. Who hasn't done that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the weird one. You got oh, in yeah. an eating contest where you had to do that once. Yeah. Except for they were Polish and deep-fried. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it sounds pretty bad, actually. <laughs> uh, and because Skeeter says that he has to do it for his diet because he's worried he's too skinny for the pool party. Uh, so this is kind of foreshadowing that other people have body issues, but they're just different from Coward. Dogs. Walk mm-hmm. the walk the land, make them realize that you actually live. Look like a skeleton raised by a pissed off necromancer. <laughs> that was yes, my that's... look the entirety of high school and the first couple of years of college, and it wor- served me just fine. It took us four years to think to call him Slim Jim, and then we went, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I was just, and my response to this was yep i'm really kind of grateful for that oh man snap into it it was it it took us it was easier for us to think of a a term that 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 we could call him based on words in japanese now i'm thinking now i'm thinking about a horribly uh horrible costume idea where i dress up as the macho man jim dresses up as a slim jim and you're uh miss elizabeth (laughs) 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 which is a double whammy because it's also technically like brown face for Jim. Oh man! Now you got like to go and ruin it. <laughs> Let's stop this line of talking right now. Hey everybody, remember the nineties? Well, just oh. wear a sl- just wear a Slim Jim T-shirt. There you, know, you we go. Can, we can, and I'll be Macho Man, and you can be Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Every that's part of fine. this that's problematic has been dealt with now. Oh my god. Well, uh, <laughs> they, they, Doug just like, he gets, he gets more insistent that he's got to continue doing the exercise tape. And the last thing that he's doing at the end of part two is 1,000 sit ups with Ronald. Insane. Insane, but he isn't, and he isn't winded at all. He's like totally fine from this. And did remember, the, yeah, but that's did we canon. say the fitness episode happened. Yeah, the fitness episode remember. did happen. We decided that. And in that one, he did 500 sit-ups, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was for the... He did 501 because Chalky did 500 sit-ups. So, yeah. And that was for Ronald as well. So maybe... Okay, this kind of lends, cre- lends credence sort of being a fantasy because Doug remembers the last time that he did sit-ups was for Ronald. And now he has to do sit-ups for Ronald again. Also, he right? did 500 with zero training out of nowhere. and He's just been in training for a week. That doubling in that time frame is not unthinkable. I mean, fi- a thousand a sit-ups. A thousand sit-ups? From 500 to 1,000. There's no way he did a thousand There's sit-ups. There's no way he did a thousand There's no sit-ups. way he did 500 the first time. If we I'm, accept yeah, the first one saying, happened. I'm saying, I'm fine with saying that one also didn't happen. <laughs> Wait, now you're just Given, he won, given he, he won the contest? Nah. I guess if he, yeah, saying that he won the Chalky, we beat Chalky at a fitness contest. Snap, he beat Chalky <laughs> with <fitness>. zero training. <laughs> yes. He also trains in a week there. Huh, that's no, But he true. doesn't train in a week there. He trains to do the other stuff and fails miserably, and it's the day of he decides, wait, setups. Oh, yeah, he trains like the three day days before. before. He three did. Days. <laughs> Two, yeah, it was the day before. Odd. <laughs> 
Oh, well, Ronald does the funniest line of this episode, I think, because Ronald yells, You have done it! I love you! Now you are ready for tape number three! I love that so much. Yes. It's so good. (laughs) I love you, disgusting pig. (laughs) It's so good. And then immediately says, okay, bye, tape three. (laughs) Tape three is just me making out with you. I hope so. (laughs) Uh, Well, Doug, he decides, he finally, he's like, all right, it's time for me to step on the scale. And he steps on the scale, and he's back to his normal weight, he says, which looks like it's about 97 pounds. But he's like, but why do I still look like this? And he stares in the mirror. And Judy snipes in with the accurate answer. Face it, kiddo, you've always had that little tummy. Judy! And Dad immediately reacts like she's just said the worst possible thing, but she is right. Yeah, it's dad is like he's kind of pissed at that. So I guess dad is showing support here. And also mom and dad show up with just like a bunch of pool party stuff. Uh, And they like support him because they're saying that like, oh, you've been looking forward to it and you lost all that weight. We had you in the house for a week. Let's get you the fuck out of this thing again. (laughs) We're not sure the last time took. We have to try one more at creating dirt bike. I mean, what's what's fucked up about this episode is I think the episode has generally a good message to it, but they fuck it up here. Oh, yeah. Because if they want it to actually be, hey, it doesn't matter what you look like, he shouldn't have lost the weight. They yeah. should have kept him looking the same. Yeah. But he loses the weight, and that's the only way he actually accepts himself. <laughs> right. Even though he doesn't look different, he uh-huh. does lose the weight, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and the, and even the 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 message is not like, oh, you've always looked like that, and that's okay. It's that you've always looked like that, and Judy makes fun of him for it. Right? I mean, yeah, your older sibling makes fun of you for it because that's what they're for. I know. We occupy know a valuable position in the ecosystem. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if that's how everybody's older. That's not how my older sibling worked. And <laughs> look at Kim, you! You're, you're leading a podcast about Doug. If only she'd worked a little bit more like Judy. Well, oh, never God. mind. Judy produced uh, Jim Jenkins. Never mind. This theory oh has some holes in it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, they drive him to the pool party. Uh, and Doug is wearing a new costume than he's ever worn before. He looks like a fucking total 80s, like, cocaine man. Cause Fun he's, outfit. Yeah. Yeah, looks cool. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt that's like super open at the top and flared out. And he's yeah. wearing white pants and he's wearing sandals and then later big sunglasses. Well, I would also like to note here that he's the only one that shows up dressed for a pool party. It's yes. true. <laughs> And like, okay, is it like he's trying to think to himself about ways that he could get out of swimming? And the thing that he like finally settles on is that he he forgot his swimsuit. But it is very funny to me to show up dressed differently than you've ever been dressed before for a pool party, and then forget your swimsuit. Uh-huh. Yep. it's a phenomenal image. <laughs> I just had to dress Oopsie up. Oopsie like, doopsie. I just had to dress up like an '80s coke dealer. <laughs> Oh, man. I knew I was going to be by a pool, but I just forgot to bring, you know, I was changing my outfit. The funniest <laughs> thing happened. <laughs> and thankfully, my dog remembered to wear a swimsuit. Because <laughs> Porkchop <laughs> is wearing a swimsuit. <laughs> and, and has uh, swim goggles and a ducky tube. <laughs> 
Oh my god. And he's poor Charles fucking putting on sunscreen too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Whatever. <laughs> Do not put sunscreen on your dog. They'll just lick it off. Oh yeah, he'll douse it. He'll, he'll wash it down with a chocolate shake. Right, chocolate flavored sunscreen. Right, exactly. Uh, well, mom and dad drop Doug off, and a butler at BB's house shows him to the pool, and nobody is in the pool. And BB is pissed that nobody's going in the pool, while everyone else just sort of mills about in their normal clothes at the snack table. Uh, yeah, BB's the only one without body issues. Apparently. Which is, which is knowing how many rich white people I know, not canonical. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, maybe she's been just told constantly whatever she wants to hear as well, too, right? Who knows? Maybe. Shrug. Uh, they, so they, they all start to give their explanation about why they can't go swimming. And my favorite one is Loretta saying that she just ate while they're all standing in front of a giant buffet table. <laughs> <laughs> also, which was one of Doug. Was that one of Doug's excuses he was coming up with in the car? <laughs> yes, it sure was. It's like just re- regurgitating information. Can't oh. do a new line. <laughs> I think one of them also says that they burn easily, and that was also one of Doug's excuses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, they, they, they start like, you know, everybody's kind of feeling awkward and milling about, and it turns out that everybody has body issues. And Patty even, like, makes this clear because she screams to BB in front of everybody that she doesn't want people to laugh at her bony shoulders. And everyone can definitely hear this. (laughs) God. Uh, There's not one big party animal that's just like, I love being fat. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Well, apparently that's Doug because he (laughs) he says, this is stupid. And he grins and throws off his shades onto the ground and then strips in front of BB. But he also does this as BB is absolutely just leaning in on saying, Oh, I guess you forgot to bring yours too, Doug. It is under pressure from authority that Doug inevitably breaks. That's true. That's a good point. If he had just done it of his own free will suddenly, like, I just jumped in and everyone started enjoying it, then yeah, I'd be with Sam 100%. But no, they paid attention to the lore. The way you make (laughs) Doug do something is you make him feel like he'll be disobeying authority if he doesn't. True. But he also accomplishes something before this, which was losing the weight. True. And the weird thing here. There was change in Doug. and No, they, he happen. undid change. Change occurred. Well, there was the- change and then change back. There was a return. He's, like, there was an accomplishment and then everyone stood up and clapped. <laughs> we discover that Doug is capable of change, but only reactionary change if something else an outside force some evil eldritch grandma (laughs) steps in and changes the universe even slightly doug will move heaven and earth to get back to the status quo so but the weirdest thing here is because doug has changed because he rips off his shirt and now he doesn't have the pot belly anymore yeah that's just the animators being lazy 
I don't know. It's weird. I think this is, I think this section here is very strange because for the rest of the episode, like Doug doesn't have his shirt on and he doesn't have the belly anymore, which they just called out is, is still a part of him. Have we ever right? seen Doug shirtless before this moment? He starts raising the most dire question imaginable. <laughs> FBI, I open Doug up in his in his mind. Yeah, yeah, because I'll bet you the thing is that while the paunch is easy to draw with the shirt on, drawing ten year old with belly wobbling all over the place would be one a pain in the ass, two weird. They're just having an easier time of it. Similarly, Skeeter, the kid who is supposedly a complex about how skinny he is, you can't even see one of his ribs. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> you could make out each one of mine individually. It was great. Sorry, I just thought of this. In the beginning of this episode, they make him take a bus back from his grandma's <laughs> house. What the fuck? Well, maybe she Go drive a, him. Maybe she lives in a different city. I've taken. You a, use a car to get to different cities. I've taken a bus to a relative's Not house. Not with eleven. <laughs> I, I actually that's no. The what weirdest, the fuck? Actually, the weirdest part of this is there being public transit in Bluffington. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's this is public transit. He's at like a Greyhound bus stop. Oh, okay, yeah. They just sent him to uh, Liver City, which is where she lives. Yeah. Oh my. Well, uh, but yeah, but so anyway, <laughs> Doug rips his shirt off. Look at me, everybody. I'm Ronald Weisenheimer. Prepare to suffer. <laughs> And then he jumps into the pool and splashes everybody. And they all laugh and strip down too. And they all say that there's some kind of form of Weisenheimer as well. Yeah, Scooter goes, I'm Ronald Weisenheimer Jr., which is just like, I guess Doug's your dad now. And then Patty <laughs> goes, I'm Rhonda Weisenheimer. And then Connie goes, me too. And I was just laughing about being like, uh, yeah, we're your mom. And then Doug's like, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> and Doug's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, is Rhonda Weisenheimer, is Rhonda Weisenheimer a, his daughter or his wife? For either Ronald. Way, either way. It's or his, or his sister. Mom. Or his or sister. His mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. It could be his mom. So maybe both of them are Doug's mom and Skeeter's his son. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they all are amped about this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Doug is like, thank God. You're my mom's and my son. Well, uh, maybe. Wait, maybe they're his grandmas because Doug has yeah, two no, grandmas. Yeah, that tracks. That's how this works in this universe. You produce children by having two moms get together. Oh, oh yeah, it's God. the stork theory. I forgot about that. Right, of course. And maybe so Doug, two moms can can produce a uh, two moms are the only thing that can a heterosexual pair cannot produce a child. At least that's what Theta tells Phil. Yes. <laughs> but I made a mess, honey. <laughs> well, you better boy. clean it up then. <laughs> oh, no. Don't I get to do the good pats? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I realized that we, where I could have used that to earn more favor with Mike, I instead <laughs> dive deeper into the bit, damning us both. Curses. <laughs> Sometimes you can't look at the future. You just have to live in the moment. 
Look, I know. I also know that this is very cruel, and I apologize in advance. But I was just laughing about like Doug taking off his shirt and jumping in the pool, and everybody's just like, "No, <laughs> why would you do that? God, that would be the worst." <laughs> Everyone, Patty goes, "How could you ruin Doug's pool yeah. party? <laughs> Keep your shirt on, dude." God, that's fucked up. <laughs> Or just he jumps in the pool and everyone's like, all right, uh, I got to go home. And Doug just goes, yay, the pool, all to me. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Doug is like, finally. Time to eat these sticky buns. (laughs) It is like at the end of Pumping Iron when Arnold, when he smokes the weed and then eats the fried chicken and the birthday cake. (laughs) (laughs) While wearing his Arnold is numero Uh uno shirt. Just alpha, just fucking alpha mindset. (laughs) Like, there are two brain cells in this skull, and they are both saying, hell yeah, food. And they would uh, both fail a drug test. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Porkchop does all of these things because Porkchop remains at the buffet table, even though he was the only one in a swimsuit, and he just starts chowing down. Well, yeah, he's on guarded chocolate. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Well, this is where the episode basically comes to a conclusion because Doug is in the pool and everybody else is too. And he says to himself, So we all finally got over the embarrassment of being seen in our bathing suits and the pool party turned out great. I guess sometimes you just have to get over it and jump in. I'll tell you one thing for sure. It's a whole lot cooler. Swing and a miss. <laughs> yeah, this is my last piece of evidence that this actually happened. They completely whiffed the moral, as one could only <laughs> expect from a real Doug episode. I mean, the fake ones do it too. The moral was just get over it. <laughs> yeah, their take being, ah, no, it's a whole lot cooler to just not care about it, except for Doug did care about it, and then that was part of why he was okay with it. In the end. Yeah, no, they just completely fuck up the moral. In that it just has nothing to do with the action that actually happened? Yes. I mean, they undercut the entire moral, like I said before, when he, like, loses the weight, and then it, that's the reason he's okay with it. Right, that's yeah. true. But I mean, they, they, fuck up, they fuck up some more when Doug makes it up, too. Huh. They don't. They don't ever slam dunk. I don't. I think we've had like two slam dunks this entire <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. So <laughs> there's also, yeah, there's like, been very few. Now, I'm thinking here, like, the part of this episode that I find the most baffling is the grandma funny bit. yep it all comes back to this it comes back to that because that didn't need to be there it only complicated things like its sole narrative function is allowing doug to blame the fact that he's fat on an outside force as opposed to him being hungry Hmm. that Feels like it's the, okay, we need the answer for how some exogenous force brought change to Bluffington because you can't have Doug be the cause of a change. That's true. Yeah. And Doug can't make any decisions. Hmm. He did. He was the cause of the change, though, ultimately, because he... He, he ate 700 sticky buns. <laughs> True. True. The thing is, like, it doesn't make sense to me because, like, I know this show is it's a cartoon and whatever, yeah. but there's only so much damage you can do to yourself in a week, and there's only so much damage you can undo to yourself in a week. Yeah, there's the... Mm. It's, that part's completely unrealistic. Do not try to lose 20 pounds in a week, ladies and gentlemen. Everything <laughs> yeah. in between. Indeed. I think I side on this episode did happen in-universe, provided one accepts time is sick. If we accept the theory of time sickness, 
we established that, yes, as far as Doug is concerned, BB's party is in a week, and that's only half of summer away. Yeah, I mean, this episode starts with an imaginary grandma. Yes. <laughs> this episode okay, starts with a grandma this? who throws all of genealogy and chronology into question, and though it did produce the answer that uh, lesbian parthenogenesis is the only way you can have babies in the Doug universe. <laughs> okay, how about this? How about we make a, like, compromise here that no. grandma Sooner section... die. Grandma section was a fantasy, and the rest of this takes place over the entire summer, right? How about if mm. this episode takes place over the entire summer and BB's party is at the end of summer? Yeah, yeah. Because I, then that would explain with how the next fucking episode is the Halloween episode. <laughs> yes. We're tying together this episode, the previous episode, and the next episode in order to make any of this theory function God, I can't wait until the episode after that. It's summer again. <laughs> I will never compromise. <laughs> oh my God. I will die on this dumbass kill for idiots. Oh, my God. Well, we I also did, just looked Sam, at... Sam, the podcast is called The Funny Papers. We didn't take dumbass hill for idiots. <laughs> yeah, that one was already taken. Uh, well, I also just looked it up. This is written by a new author. This is written by an entirely new author who writes in the Disney arcs. He writes three Ugh. episodes in the Disney Ugh. episodes, but this is his first and only episode in the Nickelodeon episodes. So uh, must have been one maybe of the junior he, Maybe ones. he came up with Dirt Bike. Oh, yeah. That's why there's the baby clogs. Yeah. Oh. He's the one who provided the inspirational sperm that would one day become the young Dirt Bike. <laughs> He came up oh. with dirt bike, very literally. Oh my god! I'm still thinking about them putting their kid on a bus to go get go to <laughs> grandma, like his mother, like theoretically Phil's mother. Yeah, and Phil saying, "I don't so want to hang out up. with you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fucked up. Doesn't. Oh. I don't happen. know. Maybe maybe they Shit had, didn't like, happen. Maybe they had to go on. They sent. No, no. What's happened is they sent Judy off with the other grandma. Oh, this hmm. is just a cat matter of Judy gets to go see Grandma Opal on a regular basis, and Doug always whines why he can't go. And fine, we'll send you to lame Grandma. I sent him to theoretical Grandma. Yeah, <laughs> we send you to theoretical Grandma. Oh. There's just a one of the weird public services that the uh, bluffs provide the people of Bluffington is that yeah they've got general purpose grandmas. What the hell's your last name again? <laughs> No, this entire episode is Doug daydreaming about Grandma gives him treats. <laughs> and why it's actually her fault he's fat? What uh, I, what I would do if I ate too many treats. Oh <laughs> uh, Well, I think we need to leave this one tabled for Dear Reader to pitch in on. Uh, Dear Reader, please send us your thoughts on some form of social media if you can uh, come up with whether you think this episode happened for real or in a fantasy or some uh, sort of blend of the two. Only send thoughts if you agree with me. Oh, yeah. Do you side with <laughs> truth, justice, reality, and honor, or with the coward and deceiver, Sam? Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, we leave that for you to come up with, dear reader. They put him oh. on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> what well, the fuck? Well, if, if this is real, it's too fucked up for me to imagine. <laughs> well, it's funny as hell, though. Oh my god! Well, let's cut this one here then, and continue to think about this for the next week. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Boy. Welcome back, pigs.
I love you. <laughs>